broadcasting live from the R&R Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. Hey guys, it's the first Tuesday of the month. That means over at the South Point Casino. It's the monthly charity poker tournament every first Tuesday of the month. Uh, our good friends over at Embajador Tequila and Demon Rum are putting it together. Starting tonight, uh, I think it starts at 6 o'clock if you want to get over there for some fun poker. Uh, I'm sure they'll have the t- uh, baseball games on tonight, and it's a great event to raise some money for some really good causes uh, as well. So that's the South Point Casino, the monthly charity punk p- poker tournament. Brought to you by Embajador Tequila and Demon Rum. Oh, I miss poker. Oh, yes. I miss poker. Yeah. 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 Well, they've got a lot around here for you. Oh, yeah, I know that. I mean, and I've, I've already qualified for the World Series, but I'm not going to do it. Have you year. really? Oh, yeah. yeah um, well, I mean, not, oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> I didn't mean to make it seem like that. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've played poker for years. I qualified for World Series. Real quick, tournament. Lincoln, I've heard stories about you at the poker table. I've yeah, heard, I've heard, yeah. I've heard you do damage. <laughs> um, but, but at the same point, it's I can't do it this year because the, the World Series is going to – it's actually going on right now through uh, no, November, and obviously I've got to – I want to work with you guys, so. Lincoln, I know this is a complex question, but if you can, what's the key to doing well in poker? As like anything, studying your opponents. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And of course, you're going to get you're going to get hands. I mean, we're going to get cards. Um, it's also knowing whether or not that you can bluff some of your opponents out of their good cards. Yeah. I like it. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line, Jay Raider is in New York, hoping that we see Jay in November when the uh, Raiders go play the Giants. Jay, how you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. How's everybody, man? I just I got to give a shout-out to Big Link, man, for that comment that he made about what he would do to Bosa. <laughs> he saw him after that, after that comment. He'd crush his skull. I posted yeah. that on Twitter. That's I exactly that. right. I think that's perfect. I think that that's the mentality that these offensive linemen, especially the young guys, need to have. Um, and, you know, this is a disappointing loss. I'd rather it happen now, just like Carr said, and my thoughts are, how are these guys going to respond? That's how we see the character of this team. You know, with the Bosa comment, I feel like it gets traction only because Raider Nation has been split on Carr for a long time right now. And, uh, People need to just recognize that it undermines the team. You know, that's my thought about that. This dude is a baller. He's always been a baller. And I, I really called with just a question, mainly for you guys, about the script um, kind of tying into that whole subject. You know, the script in the first half seems to be what the problem is for this team, and I just don't get it. Like, is this a, is this a, a, a Gruden play script problem or you know is is car not not making the adjustments to the line and calling out the right assignments what 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 is in your opinion from 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 those items that i mentioned the biggest issue to the to the slow so i mean obviously we can't solve it right i mean we, we don't know exactly what the answer combo but i just wanted to get the opinion 
I'll, I'll go first real quick, okay. but I do want to get Lincoln's thoughts as well. I think we could nitpick about the play calls, uh, about all of that. But I think it always comes down to execution, Lincoln. And for whatever reason, the Raiders aren't coming out, especially offensively, on top of their game from an efficiency standpoint. But I'm going to ask you this. When you talk about those 15 plays that are scripted, do you as players know exactly what plays are coming on those 15? Or is it to the discretion of the coach to come up with his 15-play sheet and then execute it as the game unfolds, in that, especially in that first drive? When I played for Gruden, um, we knew the, the, the first 20. We knew the scripted plays. We would practice them on, on Friday's practice. We would go through the first 20. Uh, so, so you knew ahead of time. And there was early parts of Gruden. Gruden would pass out the actual plays written down on a piece of paper. This is the first 20. So we knew. You know what I mean? But would it stick to that script or did the – No, no, no. You don't ever really stick to the script because it's also situational. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, But, but you knew what the first place. If, if everything went accordingly, this was the first 20 plays or first 15 or whatever it was. Right. Now, as things progressed, especially after he got rich, much like to the relationship I think he has with Derek right now, they would come together and they would say, okay, let's describe a situation. First town at 10, we're on our own 35. What do you like versus this defense? Right. That, was the, that was sort of the, the, the marriage between you know, offensive coordinator, coach, and, and player, and quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so you would come up with situations, uh-huh. come up with some plays to fit those situations yep. so that the quarterback had a good idea of what was going to be coming to fit the particular situation. And then and then on top of that, you in, you import the run game. Now, in my day, it was Bill Callahan. Today, it's Tom Cable, you, your run game coordinator. What do you like here? I need a run. Give me a run. I want to see what, how this defense is going to play. Jacobs, okay, you call out a run. Depending on the situation, you go from there. My, my, my biggest criticism from what I've seen so far is that even though it's situational football to a degree, there is, it's not, it's not uh, what's the best way to describe it? It's not progressing in a way to where you say, okay, we'll run this off-tackle play. If we get two yards, we're going to run this shallow cross. If it gets five yards, then we're third down and short. We're going to run this play. If it only gets three yards, then we're third down and long. We're going to run this play. You see them? It doesn't seem situational. Like it seems reactionary. And I think that I totally agree with you 100% when you talk about why is a slow start. It's execution. There have been times that the opposing teams have out-executed this team, the Raiders. Right. Case in point, have you ever, so far this season, from all the hype that we created, have you ever seen our defense start all as flat as they did that first series? No, definitely not. But I also thought that was the best offense that they faced all year. Totally game. agree. Totally agree. But here's the, here's the thing. You, when you allow a quarterback to march down the field, go six for six, and then he throws a touchdown pass in the end zone, he has absolutely no pressure. When the first three previous games, your your offense defensive line has been getting pressure, has been at least you know creating a little bit of a, a collapsed pocket to make them feel enclosed. The Raiders were on their heels the entire series. They were, and I know that the Chargers, their biggest point of emphasis on the Raiders offensively to de- defensively, they understood, and in fact, 
talking to some people over there, they considered that defensive line for the Raiders relentless, and they knew they had to win that battle. Yes. And they did. And that sets the stage. It's like we've always talked about. It starts up front. We started the show criticizing the offensive line. We also have to start the show criticizing the defensive line. And, and believe me, trust me, I love them. But, you know, I also learned a, a valid point since Adokwe pulled that hamstring that if he doesn't get an offensive tackle's arms with that first swipe move, he doesn't have a counter. He's stuck in the water. Go back and watch how Slater blocked him. A rookie blocked him. He, he, good, he, would, he, way, you know, he is good. He's good. There's no doubt. But go back and watch that film. There, there were times, I mean, and, and of course, rightfully so, there were times where he claimed, came clean and he had a kill shot on Herbert. I don't know if he pulled up, but, I mean, you know, you know that type of thing. Of course, the, Herbert had just got rid of the football uh, before he got there. But my, my thing is this, is that you've you got to have a counter move. You've got to be relentless. Eventually, Crosby got into a groove. Eventually. Yeah. But, and, and eventually, you know, Phylon had, had a great game, right? Yep. You know, taking on the interior on, on a veteran guard. To hell with the the, 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 the the lesser knowns on the tackles or the spots or whatever it was. But, you know, there have been guys who have stepped up and made an impact. And then there have been guys who just got to a slow start yesterday. Yeah, I thought for the most part the defense, especially from that 14 nothing to 21-14, did a pretty darn good job. Now, they gave up the third touchdown after the Raiders – had a first down overturned. It was just asking too much. Another stop from the defense against a good offense. You can't give the ball back to the offense of the Chargers that many times. Sure they kind of buckled a little bit. But by and large, after that slow start defensively, I thought the Raiders' defense started finding their groove, like you said. Yeah, and, and, but, but it took it a step further. Then it became uh, an issue of just being out-executed because, yeah. let's face it, you know, much like Derek threw to Darren Waller in the back of the end zone over what was it was Derwin James who's or no it wasn't it was Aldry the other one number twenty four right. who's six foot and Darren Waller's what six five six six whatever it is whatever he is you know what yep. I mean it's a size advantage it's just a jump ball that's a simple equation that every quarterback who has it in his arsenal is going to fix uh, going to pick out conversely when you saw Jared Cook being covered man on man by Denzel Perriman Denzel did everything he could to rip that ball away. It was just a great play by Cook and Herbert. It was. That was a 50-50 play personified. You, you see what I'm saying? So that's so the, those goes back to the matchups and the execution. It wasn't like they weren't in position. It wasn't like they did anything bad. They just got outplayed. Hey, those guys get paid too. Yeah, so, Jerry, you know, Cook I mean. just loves beating the Raiders too. Well, I mean, but it's, it's like it, it, you, you understand if you go back and watch it, it's a, a pickup from last year when they had Parnum outside, and they were trying to throw the in the game in Allegiant Stadium. They were trying to throw him the two-point conversion. Yep. You know what I mean? And Robinson was – Isaiah was the guy Isaiah, that said – Yep. Yeah, he Johnson, was he, – Isaiah, John, John. Isaiah Johnson made the play, made a great play to break it up. What did they do in this pass game? They're going to pick on the middle of the field because they know you have smaller linebackers or smaller safeties, and we have taller tight ends. That's exactly what they did. And because in their cover three system, our linebackers right now aren't getting enough depth. It was that intermediate level before the safety and over the linebackers that they picked on. Yes, sir. 
By the way, I thought uh, Trayvon Murray got a nice game last night. Yes, he's coming along well. You know what? And it, tremendous play. He made a beautiful right. play being right. out of position, knocking that ball down because there was nobody in that hole. If Jared Cook would have caught that ball, he would still be running to Anaheim right now. Absolutely. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Tim is on the line. How you doing, Tim? Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you know, I watched the game, you know, as a fan, I mean, I, I'm really concerned um, personally, and three and one's a good record. I think this is a good team. I guess the question is, how good are they? Um, you really put a, micros- or a microscope on this. The three teams they beat. I mean, I think we're we maybe blew it out of proportion just a little bit. Derek Carr is masking a lot of our offensive problems. Those big plays he made. I mean, he had him. He had him do some crazy maneuvers. I haven't seen him move like that, and he made some good throws, but I just don't see how you could just fix an offensive line like that as well as the run game. I, I don't know a team that makes it in the playoffs or even at all without a run game. I, I don't see it. Uh, you talked about these defenses. These next two weeks are going to be the same defense. That concerns me a lot considering the pass rushes you have on Chicago as well as Denver. I mean, are the Raiders the top seven team in the AFC right now? Yeah, I it's just concerning with the Chiefs coming up. You look at the Bengals, and to like Lincoln was saying with the uh, with John Gruden not being proactive. I think that was some great insight, at least for us fans, to really think about that. Since since John Gruden has started, I, we've seen that where he's 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 being very reactive, and talent kind of masks that as well as cars. You know, checking the line of scrimmage because cars has been in the league for so long. And I, I think it just reeled his head in that game. You got you can really see it now. Uh, so for me, it's just I'm the, the corners getting hurt is, is a concern, and uh, it, hopefully they're okay. But that run game in O line, I, I just don't see how you could just change it overnight. Um, and we can't keep winning like how we're winning. And these these wins just they're not looking at as if, if this was a close game against the Chargers. You know, we had a close loss. I would feel a lot better. But we were dominated. That they had, Don't get me wrong. Carr did his thing for those quick two bursts. But these games, I mean, we, we weren't really ever, I didn't feel like in control. Maybe the, the, the Steelers game, but I don't know how good the Steelers are. So, for me, I just, how do you just fix the run game and, and O-line without doing personnel change? I just, I don't see it. So, for me, I think we have an issue these next two weeks against these defenses and those pass rushers. So, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, this is a good team. We'll just see how good they are. Gotcha. Um, and I think you're spot on. And I think Lincoln, for, for at least the immediate future, it's going to be a game-to-game basis with this offensive line to see what you're going to be able to get on a game-to-game basis. And I understand that scheming it up, um, figuring out ways to run – in spite of whatever the flaws might be or, or accentuate some guys' strengths. But I don't think there's any certainty right now. And I got to ask you this. What is the Raiders' run game identity right now? Uh, still to be determined. Let me ask you something, Vinny. Does King and Dra- Drake run differently than Peyton Barber? I was going to bring this up, but yes. Does Peyton Barber run differently to Josh Jacobs? Yes. So you don't call the same plays for the same three running backs, depending on who you have in the game. Now, some might sit there and say, 
Well, you don't want to be too different because defenses will know that when Peyton Barber's in, they're going to only run certain plays and when this. But for the time being, and I'm trying to I'm trying to reiterate um, a sense of a, a sense of calmness amongst the nation. The run game is going to come, but the the over the past three weeks prior to last night. The runs that you've gotten progressively better at in the game with a particular running back not being named Josh Jacobs doesn't mean that when Josh Jacobs comes in, he's going to run the same play well. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's that's my thing. So it might very well be that when Josh Jacobs comes in the game, he has to come in with Alec Ingold, and they have to work off of an eye back or a, a strong or weak eye formation, you know, with – Two tight ends and one wide receiver, a power formation. They might have to work that in a couple of games to get it on film, to get in a rhythm. It might very well be. But what I don't feel is I don't feel that Josh Jacobs is good out of gun runs. I don't feel that Josh Jacobs, unless you've got 13 personnel, which is three tight ends, I don't feel that having him a single back in the backfield has been good for him. Now, there are cutbacks. There are zone raids. I've seen Josh Jacobs do well in the past. I don't know how much that foot is bothering. I don't know how much that ankle is bothering. I know he got a little tweak last night. I saw him limping around. I did, too. You see what I'm saying? But, but again, if this is your feature back and you want to get him in the game, you have to utilize what he does well. And because you had so many interchangeable pieces on the interior and you haven't played with him and he really hasn't practiced, how can we expect the first time that he goes out that he rushes for over 100 yards? <laughs> I agree, and, and you bring up a good point. We're going to talk about this uh, when we get back on the break, but Lincoln, I'm going to ask you this, chew on it during uh, commercial break, but how much do you think, knowing full well, that John Gruden sees everything that we're seeing right here with the Solomon's line, better than us, for that matter? How much is it changing his approach, his play calling? He has to know what he does and doesn't have right now with this offensive line. And that's got to change how he calls the game and approaches certain things. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday. When we get back, we'll talk about how much this is hampering what John Gruden does when it comes to play calling on a Sunday afternoon. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. We've just had a lot of moving parts, you know. I mean, different running backs. You know, we've had a number of different offensive linemen. We knew we were going to be young up front to start the year, but, um, you know, we lost a couple guards. It's not been easy. We brought in some new players that we really didn't even have during training camp. So uh, it's a work in progress. And it's not easy. It's a tough thing to do in this league, uh, running the football. And um, we're going to continue to work at it and get better at it. You know, there's excuses and then there's exclamations. Exclamations. And I, what John Gruden said was valid, is valid, and it's reasonable. It was a rebuilt offensive line. There were money considerations that had to be adhered to the salary cap is a real thing we spoke about it earlier it went way down from what it was projected to be let alone what it was you have to deal with that you have to create money under the cap to go fix holes that you desperately needed to fix on defense so they had to make some hard decisions on the offensive line 
It wasn't like, as I've said a million times, the Raiders woke up one morning and said, we're going to be a better football team without Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson. That's not how this works. They would love to have those two players back right now. But some things are unrealistic. You have to make hard decisions. So the Raiders understood there was going to be a learning curve. That's just inevitable. But to compound that, the two injuries to Richie Incognito and Denzel Good, that was the last thing the Raiders could afford to have had happen. It changed everything about the learning curve for Andre James, who instead of having two veterans around him, has two young players around him. And one guy, Jermaine Illuminor, who he met about a week before the season started. It changed a lot about Denzel, or excuse me, Alex Leatherwood's development. Instead of having a veteran guard next to him, it's a guy that he barely knows. So there's excuses and there's valid explanations. The key now is trying to expedite this process, Lincoln, of getting this offensive line in order. But I will ask you this again. Excuse me again. How much does this changing what John Gruden really wants to do? I, I don't. It's not changing it enough, and that's the best way that I can put it. I've never called a football game in my life, but I played in plenty of them. And one night I, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, so I thought I was a little bit smarter than I gave myself credit. Yeah. But um, there's there's a certain there's a certain electricity, Vinny, that you get while you're on the sideline. And and that electricity sometimes isn't necessarily looked at objectively or even optimistically. Sometimes you're going off of the cuff. I I was part of this offense. And I remember, I mean, when we had the same offense when I played. And I remember, and I don't like to use the past as a, as a, as a staple, but I, it's a way that I can relate with in this situation, especially with this question. I still think you need to take the emotion out of it. You need to have a bird's eye view to see what the opposing defense is doing, what they've shown, what they've shown tendencies, because we've seen when they've gone coming out in the second half how they've made adjustments. Why can't they make adjustments sooner? I hear what you're saying. But my question to you is, specifically as it relates to that offensive line, how much also is it guys just not winning their battles? Oh, it's, it's, it is a big part of that. That is a big part of it. But the, the responsibility of the coach is to put his position in a, in a, put his player in a position to where they can win those battles. If, if, if I'm an offensive lineman who's struggling to block this defensive tackle or defensive end, why would you continue to call pass plays? You can't not call pass plays. Well, I'm not saying you cannot call pass plays, but why would you continue to call pass plays without addressing the fact that your offensive lineman cannot block that defensive lineman? Right. You see what I'm saying? You have to address it. Rather than being reactionary, oh, man, you know, well, our quarterback just got hit a couple times. Maybe maybe Lincoln can't block that guy. Maybe he's, he's just that much better than Lincoln, or maybe he owns Lincoln today. Maybe we need to adjust that. Okay. Let's address it. Let's let's address it. And and here's the, now here's the, the here's the sort of backlash from this. This is what the defense did because this is what the Chargers did when they saw Josh Jacobs or whoever the back was in the chip 
on Bosa or, or, or uh, um, the other defensive ends, who's, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, the, uh, but when they saw that, they did what they, they call a green dog, where the linebacker now blitzes, and he's unblocked. Because the, bo- the back is taken up by trying to help out the tackle on the defensive end. And now right. you've got a free man in your, in your quarterback's face who's running for his life. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yep. And it, so when you take something away to protect a weakness. You got you to either do, you know, there are, you got to do something that can exploit the opportunity. For example, if you're going to vacate that area, you need a crossing route of somebody running underneath the quarterback and you throw the ball away. You see what I mean? That, those types of things. And, and there are several, you know, things that I wish this offense did considerably better. One of them is crossing routes. I wish we ran a lot more crossing routes. I, and I, I wish that we had a better screen and a draw game. They tried to get a screen off last night. Chargers read it. Yep. Farouk is on the line. I want to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Farouk? Hello. Hello. We got you, buddy. Yes, I'm actually calling to see, since we're struggling in the running game, we have somebody called Marcus Mariota. Why aren't we using him? He's hurt. Option to play. Yes, He's hurt. Yes, He's hurt. He's hurt. He's on the injury. He's on right now. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks, thanks for the call, Farouk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Marcus is on the injured reserve list. I think he's eligible to come back. I had to check it this week, so uh, I'll, I'll let you know when, when I when I figure that one out. I don't know if he's healthy. That's the other question. If he is and he's eligible to come off, maybe we'll see him at practice uh, tomorrow. Back out to the Liberator Nation listener line. Justin is on the line. How you doing, Justin? Hey, guys. Happy Tuesday. What's going on? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, just had some observations from the game yesterday. Wanted your guys' thoughts. Um, no question, the offensive line is a liability. You know, we don't need to get into that. But um, I think it's a big problem that this offense continues to show up in the third quarter of each game, especially when we're playing such high-powered offenses with quarterbacks like Mahomes and Herbert and we got Joe Burrow coming up. Um, you know, the, the defense does look improved. They look a lot better, but – only a matter of time before guys like that start putting up big numbers in. And I think that changes, like Lincoln was talking about, that changes how the Raiders have to play offense because you're down three touchdowns, you got to start throwing the ball every possession you get. So this team just needs to – they need to lock in from the beginning of the game. They just need to get get off to a great start. I don't, I don't know what it is. If cars bust late to the, the game or – or what's going on, but but you, you cannot afford to start playing offense in the third quarter. And other observation I had is uh, David Arnett. It's um, the eye test is just it, it's ugly, man. I, is it? I don't know if it's too far to say that he looks worse than last year. And I know it's only been a year. I don't know how you make no improvement, and, and albeit I don't know how you how you look worse than last year, but I, it may just be too early. But he does not look like the answer. He looks. He looks like three points for opposing offenses. And and finally, uh, I heard you guys talking about poker. I, I, I dabble in the ultimate gentleman's game as well. Just wanted to know what Lincoln's favorite uh, favorite favorite set of cards is there. You guys have <laughs> don't spill my secrets away man we might see each other across the way from a table no i'm not doing i'm not giving you that <laughs> but i've seen let's just put it this way i've seen many many aces pocket aces get broken so <laughs> uh, uh you know what it's it, it's it's funny Vinny, because you, you, 
it's it's hard to quantify. And I've I've gone back, and I'm going to go back again because I just got home earlier today from last night. Um, I'm going to go back and watch it again. But when you talk about the Ravens, we saw how the Ravens got to a quick start, 14 to nothing. Then right. the Raiders in the second quarter, not the second half, the second quarter came back and made it interesting. They went into the halftime, I think it was 14 to 10, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Something like that? Okay. And I appreciate you. Um, and then – you know, you fast forward, you go a couple of weeks. The Steelers didn't have it offensively, so we knew that pretty early, though they were trying, and they made that game a little bit competitive there. But the Dolphins jumped out to an early 14-point lead, and then the Raiders found a formula. And so my question is, is that why isn't – why is it – when we talk about the slow start, it is about out-execution. That's what we talked about last hour. You know, the first the first half, for the most part, there across the board, there were people being out executed. Even when you know they came out and they were trying to get the ball aggressively, Darren Waller in the Ravens game, you know, there were times where you just were missing. You were just missing on key. You had to punt. Sometimes a punt's not a bad thing, but there's some little things that count. I mean, that that really work can work for you in your favor. Like for example, the play that Hunter Renfro made on that you know the 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 punt, where there was nobody out there covering the the gunner. I mean, that was beautiful. That was inspiring. That got me fired up. I wanted to hit somebody. You know what I mean? And, 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 and watching Hunter Renfro play is just – it's motivating because that guy takes some hellacious hits and still gets up and just keeps moving. And you got to respect that. you got to appreciate it. Those are the type of guys that you want to play for. And I see that in the second half. I'm just trying to figure out why is it so late to start. What's going on? And so if, if I'm Gruden and the staff, that's got to be the most – perplexing question after the first month of football why are we so so damn slow and it might very well be that you have to get back to the basics okay let's do what we do well let's do what let's do what we know how to do you know when it comes to offensive line play Vinny I can look back and 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 the days where we had the number one rushing offense we finished the year 2000 with the number one rushing offense and I remember specifically on our offensive line it was me, Mo Collins, Barrett Robbins, Steve Wisniewski, and Barry Sims. You know how many years we had to play together before we got to that level? Two. Uh, yeah. Two years, two full seasons of playing together before we got to that level. And we're talking about two new guys stepping in in the last month and expecting them to play at that level in the run game. It doesn't work like that. With two other new guys. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? It just doesn't work like that. So, you know, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling the nation, you got to be patient when it comes to the run game, but that does not excuse the, the slow start because what I do believe that this team has enough weapons that there should be a way where you can, you know, maybe hit rugs on this one, hit Waller on that one, go to Renfro on this one, okay? But don't, don't think that the defenses are fools. Renfro scores on a snap route where he goes, he fades out, and then he comes back in, and then two plays later you try to run the same one the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it's the only option that Derek has. <laughs> so now, so now he's about to get hit. He's trying to find somewhere that throws the ball away. That baffles me. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Uh, I mean, good news they're three and one, and I know they're self-analyzing and self-assessing all, all the time and trying to uh, figure things out on the fly. But you're right. There's, there's got to be a switch that they got to be able to flick on way sooner. And it starts with play calling. John Gruden has brought that up. 
and it starts with execution, and it starts with guys starting to win more one-on-one -on -one battles up front. Before we take a break, I just want to let you guys know that now you can have Demon Rum shipped directly to you at drinkdemonrum.com. The more you buy, the better the deal. And now for being a fan, get 10% off your total order. Enter DemonVinny10 in the coupon code. That's DemonVinny10 at drinkdemonrum.com for 10% off of your next online purchase. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Link, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. It's a, it's a fake. Ty Long going to throw for the first stop. It's incomplete. Hunter Renfro came up and jarred him. Jarred the receiver. What a hit by Renfro. He saw the fake. It was going to be a first down. And he ripped into the young man who caught the pass. And it will be first and ten for the Raiders. What a play. What a play by Hunter Renfro. What a play. Lincoln. I've seen a lot of good football plays in my time. That was a damn good football play. And from what I understand, I think the Raiders only had 10 players on the field. That's, That's why exactly I right. That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, to, to really set up the soundbite by Brent, um, last night the Raiders, they, they had had a strong defensive setting, outing, and Coach Barari wanted to go safe. Defensive safe, which means the defense usually stays out. The only one who's replaced is the safety. Yep. Renfro becomes the 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 uh, catcher, returner, returner. Yeah, and so um, the 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 defense was uh, elated, obviously, and of course we had some um, issues with the secondary at that particular point, especially the DBs. And there was nobody who was covering the offensive left, the defense's right gunner. He was he was uncovered. And I first saw it from the booth. I'm like, he's uncovered. They don't have enough guys. They don't have enough guys. And when, when uh, Renfro came out on the field, he first noticed it. He started moving over there. Mm -hmm. And right when the, the, the punter called for the snap, he saw that he was uncovered. He was going to throw. That's where the Brent sound set up. Renfro made a tremendous play, put his head right on the football in the center of the receiver's chest and knocked it, jarred it loose. Or it would have been a first down. Yeah, exactly. Um to read it, to see it, to understand it, to have the wherewithal. Great awareness. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And John Gruden uh, spoke about it today, about just what a great play it was. Um, and it just solidifies or, or reaffirms how good of a football player yeah. Hunter Renfro is. Yeah. It's really, it was, even in the press box, we were all like, wow. Yeah. I mean, you often don't see that in the press box. Receiver. But uh, it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, back up to the Raider Nation listener line. Cap is on the line. How you doing, Cap? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just want to start off by saying I hate Joey Bosa's mustache. For some reason, I just want to challenge it to a duel when I see him. But um, <laughs> Love it. on the game, I think I think he used I think he used what Derek Carr as a slight. And, and bulletin board material for the locker room because nobody wants to hear that their home stadium is a home game to another team, let alone it, you know. Um, and, and think John Gruden kind of, I wouldn't have said it publicly, but he he 
throughout the week you're saying, oh, we're going to prepare for Chicago one of these days because it's coming up next. But it's like you're telling the team that you're about to play that we're overlooking you to an extent, you know. So I think that was extra bulletin board material. And I think we were we weren't ready for that game in all aspects uh, uh, aspects of the game from just our defense. Our defensive line looked lackadaisical in the in the beginning. They they looked like they were playing with half speed until you saw the third quarter. They they picked it up speed wise, and I think that came from um, them not wanting to be embarrassed on on national TV. Because in the first half, they looked slow. But in the second half, they, you saw them getting after their quarterback. But um, I just wanted to know from Lincoln, how often do, do teams prepare for the, the second week? I know they do it during, like, bye weeks. You might prepare for two teams to an extent. But how often do they do that during a regular week? All the time because it's a short week. You got to remember, the Raiders are adjusting to a short week. They have a Monday night football game followed by a Sunday game. So it happens all the time where you already put the game plan in. You already put the game plan in for the Chargers, working up to that point. You had all week. You even had an extra day because you're playing on Monday night. So that, that game plan is already in. Now when you when it comes to – and usually typically that game plan is in by Friday or Saturday the previous week. You use those extra days, and, and that's when you apply it to looking at Chicago and breaking down the Bears film, getting a head start as they call it. But they do it all the time. Yeah, but it's not necessarily being brought to the players at that point. Um, no, 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 no. The players are focusing right. on the Chargers. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's just the coaches who are getting preparation, getting a little idea of what might work against them, what they want to do against them, what, what they have to be aware of. That's, that's all it is. It's only it's the coaches. It's not the, the, the players. Um, but, again, coaches coach, player play, players play. And real quick, the only reference that John Gruden made to the Bears – was in relation to the fact that this Chargers defense is an offshoot and uh, connected to the Bears and to the Denver Broncos, the next two opponents, because it all derived originally from Vic Fangio, who was the Chicago Bears defensive coordinator. They've continued with that attack. Brandon Staley was an assistant for Vic Fangio, uh, Fangio. Now he's obviously the head coach of the Chargers. Um, so, and Vic Fangio is the head coach of the Broncos. That's all he meant. It wasn't like, trust me when I say this, they were not overlooking the Chargers. The Raiders understood how good this team was and all of their attention was on the Chargers. The Chargers and, and, played and, better. And, than, but. and just a little added caveat to what, it, what it's saying. The, the Bears are going to do the exact same thing that the Chargers did last night. What, they, what we call a bare front, where you have three interior defensive linemen and two guys that are considered outside linebackers or defensive ends. Jo- Joey Bosa is more of a defensive end than an outside linebacker. He's not dropping back for anything, but he's a rush in. And what they want to do is they want to create one-on-one matchups. So your offensive line can't help one another. You can't have a, a guard chip a, a defensive end if he's uncovered and the center's blocking the nose guard. It's mono e mono. It's made to collapse the pocket. You're rushing – in essence, you're rushing five. You're dropping back six, which means that whatever scenario you want to have getting out there, they have to win and they have to win now. 
because there's going to be a lot of man or two two deep safeties where they're not going to let you get over the top. There's going to be a lot of man underneath, and you've got to win those those matchups. Now, receivers have got to get open, and a quarterback has got to know where they're going to be open to in order to connect with them because you're not going to get a lot of time. Right, exactly. Real quick, let's go out to Allen in Vegas. How you doing, Allen? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, a question uh, to continue that thought of the bare front. Um, with Leatherwood, Andre James being first-year guys playing full-time, do you trust our tight ends and running backs to provide extra blocking to chip uh, anybody on the edge just to help them out a little bit? Yes, you do, and they have. The only problem is that you're taking them out of the going out routes. You know, thanks for the phone call. I hear my voice in the background, so let me go. Thank you. Um, But that's what happens when you have your backs and your tight ends. And think about it. You know, one of your tight ends is Darren Waller, one of the most prolific players in the game today. You you much rather have him out running a route than staying home the block, right? So then you have to bring in Hunter Monroe, or Foster Moreau. You see what I mean, and then Which it takes, takes a wide receiver off. Exactly. The so that's that's a scenario. So and I and then we get back to well, the offensive line's got to stand up. Yes, the offensive line's got to stand up, but coaching wise, you got to create routes that are conducive to get people open right now. And if you have that much speed, like a Rugs or an Edwards, I think I wish that they would do more crossing routes. And I think that's one of the things that this offense doesn't do enough of crossing routes, beat man coverage. Yeah, and Brian Edwards once again, if it's not an overtime game, we rarely hear. About exactly right. Brian Edward. And that's so right. not quite sure what the issue there is. And John Gruden pointed out that, hey, it's on me, the play caller, Derek Carr, the, Derek Carr, the quarterback who distributes the ball. But also, the wide receivers have to make themselves available as yes. well. And that's winning their individual battles in order to be open. So uh, would like to see Brian Edwards get involved, more involved, earlier in the games he wasn't involved at any point really yesterday and that's a problem i want to say thanks to all the callers want to say thanks to bill williamson uh, for joining us and spending some time with us in the huddle always a great time lincoln thanks so much talk to you tomorrow 4 to 6 p.m in the huddle brought to you by tequila embajador raider nation radio we'll talk to you guys tomorrow